Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. And welcome to another session of the Business of Craft Beer Blog Talk Radio Show. My name is Greg Dunkling, and I'll be your host. Our focus in today's show is on how breweries use social media for building their brands, but also how to handle social media blowups. And they do happen. Social media has become one of the primary ways that breweries promote their products, of course. Taproom events, their brand, and their products. And when... When it works, it helps a brewery gain positive exposure to crappier fans located near and far. Yet it can also turn bad working against the brewery. In today's podcast, we'll examine the need for social media planning to efficiently manage a brewery's online presence and also what to do when navigating any negative social media experiences. Joining us today is Matt Medeiros from Revival Brewing located in Cranston, Rhode Island, and Marcus Ohanishan from Timberyard Brewing, located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts. So welcome, Matt and Marcus. Hey, thanks for, thanks for having me. I should mention, before we get started, that Matt is going to co-teach a course. Um, he co-teaches a course now in our uh, Business of Craft Beer program, Digital Marketing and Social Media Promotion in Craft Beer. Um, and and UVM's business uh, certificate, that's focused really on, on brewery startups. But he will be starting uh, this fall teaching a new course uh, in our new beer school, which offers online continuing education training for staff currently in the beer industry. This course, Social Media, Handling Difficult Situations and How to Avoid a Social Media Blow-Up, will be a four-week online course. Okay, let's get started. Uh, First, Matt, and then Marcus. Uh, Tell us about your roles uh, at Revival and Timberyard Brewing. Yeah, well, um, I'd like to even back it up just a little bit to give you a little bit more context. I got my start in the mid-2000s at Narragansett Beer managing their social media right at the time when uh, most companies were learning how to market and manage their, their brand on social media which has sort of spawned into this 12, 13-year career now I'm here. And now I've been working with Revival for the past couple of years on a lot of marketing initiatives and activities, mostly in the digital space and building their brand and managing their presence on social. And it's even turned into a lot of uh, review sites and boards and forums lately, but sort of across the web. So, that's that's where I'm at now, and I'll be uh, speaking to quite a bit of experience across that uh, today. Great. Awesome. Yeah, so I'll take a cue from Matt as well, and I'll back up a little bit and give you a little bit more background as well. So I come from a design, uh, marketing, branding, web design background, um, and I still do that freelance. Um, in the past uh, year or two, I've been at Timberyard Brewing as the uh, marketing and events manager. So handling mainly a lot of the uh, taproom events that are handled there, as well as, uh, you know, general marketing, uh, design the logo, merchandise, kind of branding and online presence as a whole. Um, I 
tap into a little bit of the social media marketing, uh, coming up with some of the, uh, the initial campaigns and ideas. Uh, and then we have a team, uh, my wife, who's the tap room manager, Kate, as well as Matt, our brewer. Uh, we all kind of manage the social media. Uh, so we have a couple different hands in the pot there. Uh, but we all, we all come from different marketing backgrounds. Um, and I kind of oversee the, the tap room events there. Great. Well, thanks. Thanks to, for that introduction. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about the, the tools or applications um, that you use to manage online uh, presence for your breweries. Well, um, yeah. I, always, I always start by saying I don't work for any of these companies, but I like to, I like to talk about <laughs> how using them since I've used them for so long. But Hootsuite is, is sort of the number one app that, that I've used, basically because their free tool itself is enough at connecting uh, a lot of our social media channels that we need to monitor. And it sort of has it all in that one stream, one place. Cause basically for the most part, we're using Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and three integrate mm-hmm. with a free product with Hootsuite for, for us to manage. But also, you know, you really, you really do need to have a smartphone. I think social media in itself has sort of blown up, uh, you know, in the past decade, in our lives and with business and marketing, mostly thanks to the always on connected technology. So at the same time, if you're, if you're managing a brand, if you're managing your brewery's presence there, you'll need to be just as connected and just as, as dialed in with the same way that customers are. So, uh, just, you know, there's some free apps like Hootsuite to kind of bring it all together, or you could just use the traditional Facebook app or Twitter app on there or Yelp app if you're, if you're um, managing a tap room and just try to stay connected with your, with your mobile device in itself, because um, Marcus, it might be interesting to hear from you a little bit, seeing how your team, you said one of your uh, Matt, the brewer himself is also helping manage some of the social media and, and your wife managing with the tap room and social media. That seems like, you know, a lot of small craft breweries, that's how it is. We're, we're all, uh, we're wearing many hats. You don't have necessarily one person dedicated. So, you know, how do you guys yeah. uh, how do you guys balance and manage that? Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, like you said, everyone wears a lot of hats. Uh, Matt, our brewer, does a lot of things other than brewing the amazing beer that we have. Um, so, I mean, we we communication is key. Um, you know, internally and externally, obviously. Um, so, you know, we we use a lot of the native apps uh, that you mentioned, Matt. Um, you know, Facebook uh, page manager on iPhone, um, you know, in the Instagram, just native app. Uh, having an iPhone obviously helps. Uh, we've used some photo apps to kind of enhance some photos. So, um, you know, iPhone takes a great photo, and uh, there's a couple photo editing apps that you can kind of edit and, you know, tweak some of the colors to be a little bit more on brand uh, or at least have some sort of consistent theme, uh, especially on your Instagram page since it's all photo-based. Um, I've also used Hootsuite in the past, so auction there. Um, it's just a simple, powerful tool, um, just kind of at its core without even using the paid version. Um, and then we've also used uh, Google Calendar to kind of schedule some campaigns. Um, it's very minimal right now for Timberyard, but I've used it in the past, um, <clears throat> obviously just being event-based um, and kind of adding the, the people that need to be involved with that specific you know, launch date or time. Uh, and then, you know, we can put links to all the assets uh, and the graphics uh, and any of the, the text verbiage to go along with it, hashtags, all that fun stuff that gets included in the social media campaigns. Um, 
so that stuff is definitely, you know, kind of using what you have. I think that's the most uh, important, like, key takeaway is, you know, don't go spending all the money on all these apps because a bunch of other breweries use it or you've heard, you know, a couple cool blog posts about it. Uh, start small and use what you can, you know, and, and if it's free, even better, you know, save some money and use it until you get to the point where your requirements are different, you know. Uh, but I think it's always a good good point to over-communicate internally with the team, and obviously that's a very general statement, mm-hmm. uh, but especially mm-hmm. with social media, um, the topic of <laughs> what we're talking about today is, you know, when things erupt on social media, um, how do you resolve it and kind of where do you go from there and how to, you know, how does that affect your brand as a whole? Um, all that's super important to over-communicate internally. Marcus, I wanted to ask a, yeah. a follow-up just in terms of, uh, of a team approach. <clears throat> do you have defined, each of, each of those individuals have a defined role uh, or perhaps even tool-specific? Uh, or how do you manage sort of not and prevent tripping over one another? Yeah, that's a great question. So we, we just opened up this past October 2018. So, you know, in the business sense, we're fairly new. Um, our experience is not new. Uh, we have all have multiple experience doing what we've done. Um, we don't have any sort of set roles and responsibility, as I, you know, Matt mentioned too, like we all kind of wear different hats. Um, we do communicate and say, you know, we need to post about this event. We're going to do it on this day. Um, I primarily try to stay out of the social media side of it, uh, as far as posting content, I manage a lot of the uh, engagements, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about kind of the engagements and commenting back to the to the users. But um, Matt, who has a nice uh, photography eye, uh, and my wife Kate do a really good job of uh, staying on top of posting to Instagram stories, posting on the Instagram page, uh, updating the Facebook page, uh, boosting any ads for specific events that we're trying to promote. Um, you know, and I kind of oversee that and, and kind of involve myself where I can, and you know, offer any help that I can as well. You know, um, to piggyback on that, you mentioned probably one of the most important tools in any business, but especially with small businesses and craft breweries is communication, cohesive communication across mm-hmm. the entire team, I think is important. And when I say team for a lot of us, it's, you know, it's all of us at the brewery. It's, you know, it's not necessarily just because they're a brewer doesn't mean that they shouldn't be involved in some of the marketing and branding and social media, you know, your tap room manager, you need to, there shouldn't be silos and, you know, a lot of big companies, I think that's where some of them will fail at their social media is because everything's broken down in departments and silos and they're not, cross communication across those teams and we see a trend with trying to integrate a lot of them but for us it's the same thing with with uh, a lot of craft breweries and tap rooms i think everybody across the board needs to have that communication be cohesive of what's going out what we're talking about how we're talking about it because that's really going to help formulate your plan too because the the best plan to have is who is doing what just so you know that they're capable of of managing this because i think with um it's great that your brewer in timbyard is on top of a lot of the social media because sometimes a lot of the queries and comments that end up coming in are product related and you need to make sure that the person answering that has the product knowledge of hops or malt or brew time boil time you know gravity right that um some of us as uh, you know, I'll admit sometimes fall short with, uh, with, with, with us in marketing and design, but 
if you're having the cohesive communication across the team where somebody monitors it and checks in and says, hey, you know, I see this, you know, what, what do you, you have any thoughts, insights to add? Love to jump on this, um, answer this person's comment or get this involved in our copy for the post that we're using. So it's really, um, that's really key in itself is communication, however you communicate, whatever, whatever you're using, you know, email, text, maybe you're just in the brewery altogether having, having a meeting um, or yeah, messaging apps like Slack or anything like that. So, yeah, exactly. We use, we actually use Slack internally here at Timberyard. So uh, anything, things like that come up that we need clarification on, uh, we'll simply just, we have different channels or we'll just DM the, the person and say, Hey, you know, can I get the information on this? Or, uh, or if I'm in the middle of doing a, an event contract for a private event or something, uh, you know, I'll just ping uh, Matt on Slack or whoever it may be to get some clarification. Um, Ed, our head chef is in there as well. So if there's food options that need to be clarified, uh, I'll just message him. And, you know, most of the time it's within a couple hours that we'll get a response. Um, everyone's obviously busy doing other things. So, it's not necessarily right. communication, but but it happens, you know, and it's it's a little more convenient than texting. Both of you yeah, uh, have. A, 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 I just wanted to, to sort of follow up on what both of you have talked about: the need for developing sort of a, a plan ahead of time. The the, the you know who does what, um, how you communicate, etc. Could you just talk a little bit more of sort of that you know sitting down and before anything happens that is um, a, a challenge or a, a problem, you know, what, what does the plan look like and how do you go about building that? Yeah. yeah, and, I'll, um, I'll dive in here. yeah go ahead, Marcus, you go first. I've got, I mean, I kind of said a lot on it already that I was going to reiterate a little deeper, but Marcus, you go. Yeah. I think just, just to generalize it, uh, you know, from a high level, I think really it's, you know, I'm assuming you're talking to social media and if things kind of go, uh, you know, down mm-hmm. the, down the wrong path, um, you know, how to, how does a brand, a company, a brewery, whoever kind of respond? Um, I think that the key thing is positivity. I think it's only going to do more harm than good. Uh, if you respond and retaliate, um, I, for one, uh, <laughs> enjoy seeing negative comments from other businesses because I get to see, <laughs> Uh, in a really negative way, how it affects their business. Um, and there's a couple I can think of off the top of my head that I will not mention, but uh, it's happened here uh, in Worcester where I live. Um, but I think the biggest takeaway is, you know, not every customer, not every person that comes into your tap room or person that drinks your beer is going to be happy and love it. And that's just part of it. Uh, you can't please everyone. And I think it's just a matter of bending over backwards to show you know, to have empathy and to also show that you care about your product and, you know, almost try to win them over and win them back. So a couple of examples that we've dealt with, um, you know, we'll get Facebook reviews on our page or Google reviews on our Google page. Uh, and we check every single one. Um, it goes to our group email. So myself, um, my wife, Kate, the taproom manager, Matt, our brewer, um, and a couple other people on our email distribution list internally get to see all these reviews come in. And if there's one that, you know, is a three or, or even a four star that m- might have a, some sort of uh, middle grade or even a negative comment, we always address it immediately. That's the number one rule. Uh, always comment in the least short amount of time you can. And always try to uh, either ask for clarification um, or offer some sort of incentive, you know, apologize, sorry about the experience, come into the tap room, 
Uh, we're more than happy to give you and your friends a round on us, uh, just kind of bending over backwards and showing the true definition of hospitality, I guess. Matt, what about yourself? Yeah, no, I'll piggyback on some of that because uh, sort of what I was going to mention is that, you know, it comes down to really who you have managing it and making sure that that is not only skilled. I mean, you can train an employee on how to respond to comments on social media, right? I mean, it, that's a little bit easier in some aspects. A lot of us know how to handle, you know, type something on, on social media nowadays. But it's sort of about the education, their background themselves of, of who they are. I mean, make, you know, make sure they have some thick skin, know that, you know, this is a subjective product. This is a subjective sort of industry that's uh, at the subjectivity of the customer's tastes and preferences. But be, you know, somebody with empathy that's a little more empathetic, but also knows very well about the product, your company, your process itself. Uh, you talked about, you know, offering up a free pint or a free app or something like that, making sure that that stuff is communicated ahead of time amongst the team that the team knows here, you know, here's what you can do. Here's what, here's what we should do just in case this stuff comes ever comes across like this. Let's make sure that we have this ready to go because the other side of it is making sure that they're, they're monitoring on top of it and they're responding fast because speed can have a lot to do with what you said, Marcus is, you know, winning them, winning them back over a lot of, Times, you know, somebody might have a little bit of a negative, bad experience. They, they want to reach out and tell you about it. And it's because they actually want to maybe resolve or maybe help. And if you're there to, to, to act on it and resolve it for them, then, you know, you're going to most likely win them, win them back over and create some advocacy with that, with that, um, with that customer. I, I got a nice quote from the Ford Motor Company that I've used before. It says most loyal customers are those, who have a problem that ends up getting resolved. So mm-hmm. a lot of times when you have the queries coming in or you have, uh, you know, negative reviews, take it, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but be, you know, be, be empathetic about it and know that these are, these are probably some uh, loyal customers that want to just say, you know, here's, here's my experience and maybe there's something you guys can do. And if you're, you're involved there to be able to help them out as, you know, come back, you know, meet with us personally. We'll have a, we'll have a beer together, find you something that you do enjoy, or, um, you know, something was off, we're fixing it in the kitchen or something like that. Then, um, you'll definitely end up winning, winning either them back over or those that see it because a lot of people are scared of, of negative reviews and you definitely shouldn't be because others that are, are reading those other customers that are reading those, should see a warm response from you. And when they see that, they go, maybe something was off and I'm going to give these people a shot anyway, because you can't, I don't expect everybody to enjoy this place. Right. That's, uh, that's sort of how we, we see it as, as customers and customers do rely on reviews. And if, if for some reason you saw five stars across the board and everybody's posting five stars, and I think that's also <laughs> a red flag for some of us that something might be up, you know, it's, it's, yeah something's got to be something's got to be up with what they're doing and that might be some some shady practices so but at the same time if you're seeing you know you might see one or two negative amongst amongst a lot of positives and if you don't see the company respond to uh to the negatives in, in any in any way that might also be a red flag for them not not caring or uh, maybe there is something off, and they just they just don't ever do anything about it. So you know, um, sometimes these these these, uh, these uh, incidents occur when people have you know bad or maybe not so positive experiences, 
while visiting a tap room. Um, and you've talked a little bit about how the staff there can proactively resolve that so it never gets to social media. Um, what about mm-hmm. online? What about when you, when you don't experience, when you, uh, you, the staff don't see uh, a person's a negative reaction to something, or maybe it even isn't even something that occurs in the tap room that causes the, the negative reaction? How can you, just in the social media realm, address sort of somewhat proactively uh, these negative situations, um, preventing them from blowing up. Maybe they, they're slightly negative, but you just want to prevent them from becoming a major issue. And I, it's sort of more or less of what I just said, because you got to view, even though it's on social, you got to view it as if the, that customer is in your tap room right there or there or face to face or calling you on the phone or emailing you. They're just, they're using a popular channel. Social media is just popular for all of us to connect, Facebook being one of the biggest, especially for ways to reach out to, to brands. So if they're, they're just using Facebook as a way to tell us something, we've got to manage it the same way, give them sort of that, try to be as personable and authentic as possible. They don't, you don't want to give them the sort of copy and paste same response that you're getting everything. It's sort of try to look at that situation in um, – in what it is and get right down to helping them out because with beer too if i don't i don't know how far you guys distribute with timber yard but i know with a revival you know we're distributed throughout up to boston up to um uh, but our beer we even export to japan and montreal now so um you know sometimes that beer is going to travel sometimes <laughs> we know that there's a shelf life on on beer and mm. you might get a Get get an off product, and that might be where and untapped. Untapped is a is another rating review site where you know somebody might end up getting a getting a can, a four pack of cans that sat on a shelf, sat warm somewhere in a warehouse before it, you know made it made it um, their way to them, and mm-hmm. they, had, they had that off experience. So for for a lot of those, and they're sort of like, I, you know, I've had, most of them are usually from people. I've had some beer from you guys. I've loved it, and this was off. What was up? So it's like, all right, you know, try to find out where where they. We'd always try to find out where they got it from. You know, try to look into the actual quality control side. But at the same time, I just I just send them a four pack and a t shirt. Like, give me your address too. I don't care where you bought it. At the same time, you know, give me your address, give me your t-shirt size or something. I'm going to send you some fresh product out of our brewery so you can see that. Uh, there was mm-hmm. something up with the quality that we're going to look into on our end, but that doesn't concern concern you as much as right now. And, and we're going to, you know, try to make good on it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I've never, in my 13 years, I used to do that with Narragansett too. We used to have that problem sometimes with Narragansett. Somebody would get a bad uh, a package, and 100% of the time, I've seen those people become raving advocates for us. Just that, mm-hmm. like you know. Because we, they think that you know we went above and beyond it and did something for them. What about the the beer? You know, I hear I hear. uh, Excuse me, Matt, but I hear from a lot of brewers um, or or owners of breweries. uh, You know, sort of frustration with some of the rating uh, platforms out there, and 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 uh, you know, it's how people react to their products and what they're saying about their products. Um, and I guess that's just natural. You have you have great pride in what you're producing, and then some people are going to like it, and some people aren't going to like it. So, how do you? Mm-hmm. What are effective ways of addressing those negative comments and sometimes just 
overly negative comments that maybe don't have, maybe they're not a terribly sophisticated beer consumer, or maybe they tried something that just was a style that they don't particularly like, and they rated your beer poorly. You know, what's the best way to address those situations? Yeah, it's situ- it's situation by situation. Everyone's going to be different. I I definitely understand some of the frustrations. I think uh, I'll call it out. Untapped can sometimes be a little frustrating when you just all of a sudden see a one one star rating on Untapped and they don't leave any comment. And you're kind of like, well, you know, it'd be nice. <laughs> Let us know what was off. Maybe there was something that we could do for you. But you know, for those that actually say something like they just you know didn't enjoy that that one beer. Nine out of ten times, we, you, we get them to come back to try something else, and sometimes we try to invite them into the tap room, or maybe we even try to send them off some samples or something where um, give them a, you know, a new direction of something they might like better. They might like, I mean, especially with, with craft, it's a little easier because we have, you know, all of us have so many styles. I think some breweries nowadays are putting out a new beer a week, I hear, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, there's always new stuff rotating in the tap room or in cans or always coming out with new releases. So there's always something new for them to try if they didn't like it. And it's just communicating that. And at the same time, you have to think that, well, I'm going to, I'm going to respond, but not only to try to win this one over, but to win those, the other public, it's a public forum. There's others that are, that are reading these and seeing these. So they want to see how you respond and they go, well, that person didn't like that beer, but clearly from the brewery, they're sort of, honest and say, Hey, we know we might not be for everybody. We, uh, we have all these other different styles maybe you like, and, you know, maybe they'll come and, and try something that, that may, they might like as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes you do have to take it with a grain of salt where, you know, you're not necessarily going to win that one person over in particular, but at least you're working to manage your presence and build your brand amongst anyone that does see it, where it's that public forum, that stage mm-hmm. of how you're doing it. And then when they see that, you know, you're going to definitely say that, well, here's a brewery that cares. They care about their product. They understand not everyone's going to like it. There's beers I've had that I don't like, but they make a lot of different ones. So let's go give them a shot. Sure. Or I'll find something I like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can definitely echo that. Um, you know, in our tap room, we always try to have a, a warm, welcoming, friendly experience. Uh, we always greet you when you come in. Have you been here before? Let you know, instantly spark up a conversation with our customers because they've taken the time out of their day and night to to come into our tap room so when they're in here you know in our specific location we've had a lot of um, people that haven't been to breweries before even barely even knew what a brewery was so they come in and we used to be an old uh, lumber company so they used to come there with their dad uh, buy lumber and we kind of hear their their stories so we're instantly connected with them um, and they just want to come in and try the beer um, so, you know, they come in and ask for a Bud Light or, you know, Coors Light, whatever. Um, and we, say, oh, we actually, we, we don't have that beer here. We're not a bar. Uh, we're a brewery. We make all the beer right back there. You know, we, we point to the tanks um, and we say, here's what we could recommend. If you like this type of beer, we recommend this type of beer. You know, so we have like a house pale ale. That's usually what we recommend for someone that comes in and just wants like a nice, light, drinkable beer. Um, if they're more of an IPA fan, you know, and then we kind of have the conversation and start the relationship with our customers at that point. Um, and the same thing, the same approach could be translated onto the online presence. So um, like Matt was saying, on Untapped, uh, Facebook, Google, um, Yelp, wherever you're getting reviews, you're having a conversation with your customer or potential customer. Um, and especially if it's going down the negative path, um, maybe something was off with the beer, uh, maybe the customer service wasn't there. 
um, you instantly want to engage with them and have that conversation and start with, you know, troubleshooting the problem. What happened? Why did it happen? And then, you know, focus on the solution and resolving the issue as fast as you can, whether it's mm-hmm. like Matt said, you know, sending them a, a little care package. Here's a, here's a four or six pack with some, some merchandise. Um, we do that in the tap room. We have a, a comp that we just, you know, it's customer delight is what we call it. Um, it's basically anything for any reason. If a customer is not happy, just comp it. It's, it's just a beer at the end of the day. Give them, a, give them another round or, you know, give them a, a hat and a sticker or whatever it may be. Any, any little win that you can get is going to make it seem like we're bending over backwards. And we want that customer to be happy and then become, you know, a brand advocate for, you know, lack of a cliche term. But you want them to be an advocate for your, your beer, essentially, and tell their friends, you know. Which kind of goes back to that conversation we had earlier about the plan. I mean, for everyone in the tap room to know what that uh, Mm -hmm. plan is in a bad situation or in a, you know, customers unhappy with this or that, that there is a plan and you understand what it is. And so it's it's just moving upstream and laying it all out so that Mm -hmm. everybody knows what to do. Yep, I wanted to also exactly. ask you. Uh, I wanted to also ask about the how you handle sort of the aftermath of the storm. I think you've kind of talked a little bit about it, but so you know you've engaged with the individual and and hopefully made things right by them. Is are there any other things that you should be thinking about, um, uh, you know, proactively to sort of prevent that from happening again? Is it is there any internal uh, process that you should you, do you bring these kinds of things back to the team and talk it through and, and make sure that you know you prevent that from happening again or you know what, what what are your thoughts yeah so the a lot and a lot of it is you know again it, it depends if there's a major situation where it's something really big like a PR nightmare and clearly, you know, there was something at fault of the brewery, the company made it, maybe a huge, you know, bad batch of beer went out and, you know, it, it doesn't matter, matter what it is. You use that as the intelligence to transition the business. Cause when you see like a big trend and something sort of blew up, you need to, you do need to fix it as a company, as a brewery, if it's a quality control issue or if it's a service issue and you need to, once you fix that internally, you need to take that internally first, fix it, whatever the problem, wherever that, that might've gone bad, might've gone sour, uh, fix that, fix that. And then also I recommend, and, and we've done before recommunicate that this, this is something that, that we've, we've resolved that we, we've worked, we've worked on mm-hmm. that we went back and, and we had it. I think it, it was last year where we saw three major companies, Facebook, Uber, uh, Wells Fargo all have major internal customer data fiascos mm-hmm. and um, they ended up running they fixed them. They fixed it. And they also ended up running ad campaigns to let us know some, obviously, however you feel about the execution seemed like they were just trying to apologize and cover themselves. But for the most part, you do need to communicate to your customers again, that, you know, we have, we have resolved this issue and, and here's what we're doing and, and here's how it is now. And, um, you know, what's that, that great show, uh, with Gordon Ramsay where he fixes the kitchens for everyone. 
I think it's on Fox or something, and then he closes. They do it in 24 hours, and then he invites everybody back again on him or something to um, to to try the to try the re-up, to try the food, to try how the uh, restaurant did. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, they fixed everything that was wrong with the place, and then they they went back and went back and, and tried it. So I think that's um, you can learn a lot from lessons like that on how to really. Uh, that's how you you know really sort of manage that aftermath and, and bring them back. Yeah, I think uh, to echo that is process. Process is huge, uh, especially for a newer brewery like ourselves. Uh, as I mentioned, we, we've just opened up in late October 2018. So we're, everything we're doing right now is one big experiment and test. And some things, <laughs> and gratefully and thankfully, we're doing very well, and it's been getting a great positive response. And some things have not worked well, and <clears throat> we kind of take that and, uh, you know, come to the conclusion and uh, Matt, our brewer actually comes from a a scientific background. So he was a biochemist before he was turned into the brewing world. So it kind of goes hand in hand. We, you know, we have monthly meetings, uh, basically look at what's working well, what's not working well, how can we improve upon it? Um, So when situations like this arise online, if it's a bigger issue, you know, it could be something like they just had a bad pour. It could be a bad beer, whatever, whatever happened, um, you know, you kind of rate it, and if it's a small thing that is an easy fix, let's just do it um, and implement that process from then on. Uh, and if it's something a little bit larger um, or, it, you know, it keeps resurfacing, then that's a bigger issue, and that's more of a, a process change. Is it, you know, not properly training our, uh, our taproom staff, or is it mm. something we're doing on the marketing and promotion side of things, uh, or is the actual product, you know, maybe something was a little off with the beer. Um, and that's, that's all something that we – download and then bring to the, to the uh, responsible person, whether it's uh, brewing or marketing, you know? Well, I'd like to um, uh, thank both of you for today's uh, conversation. Uh, I know we have a, a, a four week course coming up that Matt's going to be teaching on this very topic, which will go into much more depth. Uh, unfortunately, we're out of time for today. I'd like to again, thank Matt Zaris from Revival Brewing and Marcus Nation from Timberyard Brewing. Uh, until our next podcast, uh, happy beer hunting. And again, thanks, Matt and Marcus. Yeah, Thank wonderful. You. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yep. Have a good day, everyone. Take care. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.